What's up everyone? This is episode 008, Friday 15. Let's talk about jobs. No, no, not Steve Jobs. 1 2 3 go. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn and explore the product mindset. So you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, welcome to the second episode of the Friday 15 on the Design Your Thinking podcast, and this is me, Karthik. Today, we learn a secret formula that will help you make products that people actually love. In fact, you can use this to come up with ideas, make products more sticky, and perhaps make end user experience more magical and long lasting this is not a tactical growth hack or a trick but instead a way of thinking creatively so let's take a look at this secret formula that's called the jobs to be done framework the jobs to be done concept rides on a fundamental human nature which is curiosity we are all born curious but some of us start to lose Uh, and get less curious as we grow into adulthood talking about curiosity let me tell you something interesting about the way kids think this is about my little son vivan he's 3 years old and as these toddlers are he is extremely naughty and playful he's been wanting to play with me for a long time and would do anything to get my attention and he quite did get it here's what he's been doing He's been observing what I do all day, what I do when I work, as I work from home, you know, from my home office and studio. And in each of these strategic places, so to speak, he has placed his storybooks and toys so that he can ask me to play with him no matter where I am. No excuses. What I really liked is his curiosity and the need to fit himself into my activities such that he could get to play with me. As product makers it matters most as to how we build our products. Are we looking to build a product and expect customers to use it or are we looking to build a product that fits into our customers lives? Are we in pursuit of the real problem or in pursuit of building a product that we think will solve the problem? Because products can be born from thinking in the problem space or in the solution space. But the products that are that users really love are born in the problem space and not in the solution space. All right, that brings us back to today's topic, jobs to be done. So what is jobs to be done? Well, jobs to be done is a concept that the Harvard Business School professor Clayton Christensen put down in his seminal article that he wrote along with One of my long-time favorites in product management, Scott Cook, the founder of Intuit. In this article titled "What Customers Want from Your Products," Clay summarizes his call to action very nicely by saying, "Marketers should think less about market segments and more about the jobs customers want to do." In this article, he goes on to say that customers want to hire a product to do a job well that nicely defines what the concept is all about this is very similar to what the legendary harvard business school marketing professor theodore levitt put it 
people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill, they want a quarter inch hole. Jobs to be done is a way of looking at and understanding the problem space from the eyes of people who are actually facing those problems. People don't want to buy your product, but they want to do a job or need a help to resolve a problem. That sounds interesting, right? But why is jobs to be done so groundbreaking? With the barriers of entry getting lower, thanks to the growing technology, you know, low cost of starting businesses, etc., product makers and startups find it tempting and easy to go after an existing problem space and create yet another run-of-the-mill solution, so to speak. You can imagine why there were so many Groupon clones that eventually died. Thanks to iterative development practices like Agile and Scrum, product makers immediately start to write user stories and start to develop a solution. Well, the jobs to be done concept offers a solid thinking framework for every product maker that helps think constructively in the problem space. The power of the jobs to be done thinking framework is in large due to its simplicity. It's really simple to understand and practice and it's a concept that has deeper implications and not just a simplistic tool. Alright, if that sounds interesting, let's see how we can get started using the jobs to be done to shape the way we build our products. The jobs to be done framework can be applied by product people as much as it can be applied by many others, including parents. Okay, you caught me again wearing my dad hat. Let me wear my product hat and jump right back. Alright, let's now see how we can get started using the jobs to be done framework, shall we? Let's go. For the sake of making it easier to learn, let me break this down into steps. The first step is to develop empathy and understand what really your users are trying to get done. Everything starts with developing deep empathy for your end users, right? It starts with an attempt to understand what your target users are trying to get done. No matter what problem space you are interested and passionate about, look for what your people are trying to get done. Listen to users in the problem space because sometimes people are vocal with their frustrations and that can lead to deeper insights. There are two kinds of problems people have, ones that are transient and ones that are stubborn. As someone put it, some problems can be addressed with just vitamins while some need painkillers. The point to take away here is people buy your product to get a job done. And of course, the more acute the problem is, the higher is the priority for your end users to, find, to finding a solution. Step number two, understand why users are trying to get a job done. After you start to observe and empathize with your target end users, you will start to observe one thing. People don't really want to get a job done for one reason. Sometimes there are other reasons to doing a job that sometimes are more compelling than the primary one itself. Your attempt is to understand both the primary and secondary reasons. The reasons for getting a job done can be classified into three broad kinds. Functional, emotional and social. On deeper understanding of the why, you will start to see that while people want to get some jobs done, there are other related jobs that they want to accomplish too. 
In other words, it's the completion of the intended jobs and the related jobs that gives them the full satisfaction of a job well done. A good example of this related jobs to be done can be found in the case of online movie ticket booking. While people want to book tickets online, some related jobs to be done are things like pre-ordering food or simply blocking a preferred seat. Looking at the emotional aspect of the why, you will start to see that people do some of these jobs for personal reasons and social reasons. In other words, sometimes we want to do some things to feel good about ourselves for having done that, and sometimes we do it because we want people around us to think good about us. A good example of the emotional aspect of getting jobs done in the case of online movie ticket booking is being able to share the booking confirmation with your social network or adding the booking to your calendar to help you remind ahead of time. All right, if you've come so far, great going. You can put this to practice right away. And if you already have, you've started to develop a deep empathy for your target end users and you also understand what motivates your target end users to do what they do. Great, so it's time we wore the solution hat, right? It's probably the time we started to build something, isn't it? Wait, not that fast. This is actually where things get a little interesting. Not because of your target end users, but because of other players who are already offering products as solutions to your end users. Let's flip pages and look at understanding the larger system and the players for a quick moment. Alright, the third step is understanding the system and its players. If, for instance, you're in the food space and let's say you're trying to understand if you should open a food truck business. One thing is to understand your target end users' motivations, which is, are people looking for tasty food that's available quickly for a lesser price? But it's also important to, to jump into your target users' minds and look at the world. What do they think when they're hungry? Do they dial a pizza? Do they prefer eating indoors in the cafeteria? Do they pick up food on the way to work? Because when people get hungry, they think differently. This, there is no reason they should beeline into your new food truck just because you offer tasty, low-priced food quickly, right? This gives you a chance to think about the larger system of players in the space that you are probably trying to get into. In this case, the food business. More importantly, this also gives you a deeper understanding on how your target end users make choices. It's important you understand this because these are the fundamental building blocks of what you end up creating as a product. Great, so if you've already tried doing the third step, you probably are already feeling the clarity of what your product could be. So is it time to build your product yet? But what will you build? How will you measure the outcome of what you build? That brings us to step four, which is about writing down job stories. Now that you know what jobs your end users are trying to accomplish and why they're trying to do what they want to do, it's time you put them down in words as a job sentence or a statement. I like the way Alan Clement calls these job statements as job stories. Those of you who are aware of user stories from the Scrum world can relate to this phrase. But job stories are much clearer and measurable than user stories. And there are various formats in which you can write down a job story. 
But the simplest way to think of a job story is a combination of a verb, an object, and context. For example, if we took the same food truck example, you could have something like place an order for food 30 minutes before lunchtime. Well, that need not be a perfect job story, but you know you understand what it looks like. That's a clear articulation of what your end user is looking to get done. All right, I think it's time we now started to build a product. Well, not yet. We still don't know what to build and how to measure the outcome. In fact, all of this food stuff just got me so hungry. So let me go and quickly grab a bite and be right back. All right, I'm back and that was just a bite. So let's now look at our next steps. I hope what you've done so far has brought in a great level of clarity in terms of what your end users are looking to get done and what you can possibly do with that. This gives you a new dimension to think of your idea or a product or a startup. But this is just the beginning. Once you identify opportunities based on this exercise, you will need to prioritize them and test them. You can prioritize these job stories in multiple ways. And once you have your job stories prioritized, you need to understand how to measure the outcome of building a job story. And to do this, you will need to understand the criteria your end users will use to decide which solution or product to hire. And once you understand that, write down the expected outcome for each one of these job stories that will help you measure what you eventually build as a solution or a product. Now that you've done all of this, it's time to build. I have used the Lean Canvas by Ash Moria for testing such opportunities. You can listen to my interview with Ash Moria in episode 007 to know more about the Lean approach to building a product or a solution. Well, that's all I have for today. I hope you found value in this Friday 15 class. But before we finished, let me summarize what we covered today. We learned what the jobs to be done concept is, what's so unique about the concept, and we looked at steps in which you can go about applying this jobs to be done concept to come up with your next idea or solution. End of the day, people buy products, or should I say, hire products to get their jobs done. While products may come and go, these jobs to be done will always remain. It really doesn't matter what your product offers, the features it has, or that of your competitors' products, people will always have jobs to be done. That said, given the other dimensions that affect people on a day-to-day -day basis, like technology, geography, social and political conditions, people will always look for more value from your products. So focusing on the jobs to be done and enhancing your end user's experience by adding value is the key to your product success. To maximize the chance of making your product or solution more impactful, focus on the jobs for which your end users are looking for painkillers and not vitamins. All right, thanks for so much for listening and I hope you learned something new today. More importantly, I hope you do something with it. You can find the transcript for this episode and the links to the articles I referred in the show notes. You can find the show notes at www.designyourthinking.com episode 008. 
I look forward to seeing you in the next Friday 15 class and if you've liked listening to this episode please do subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast and leave us a rating and review in the iTunes store Till I see you in the next episode stay tuned stay inspired keep pushing love you all And if you're still listening I have something for you I just launched a contest and I'm giving away 5 t-shirts and an Alexa powered Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker Yes, you heard me right. I'm giving away a T-shirt each Friday till Thanksgiving, and on the Thanksgiving weekend, I'm giving away an Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. All you need to do to win them is these three things. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this episode on your Mac or iPhone, do head over to the iTunes Store, find the podcast, and hit subscribe. Number two, leave a rating and review for this podcast in the iTunes Store. I pick the best review every Friday and on Thanksgiving to give away the t-shirts and the Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. Leave your Twitter handle, tweet about the show or just anything creative to catch my attention. Go and subscribe to my newsletter number 3. Go to your www.designyourthinking.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, click the subscribe button, you'll get an automated welcome email from me. Hit reply to that email and let me know you've done all the three steps. That's it. You're all set. Thanks for listening to uh, the show, and I look forward to giving away the holiday gifts. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.